there is a popular meme across the internet that diversity is being invited to the party, yet inclusion is being asked to dance. A third one of those is the, the sense of belonging, and belonging is when you know all the songs. So that's a nice way that they've introduced that. But when we look at it from a, a workplace perspective, diversity is, is the what. It's the makeup of the organization. Not only our physical characteristics, but our experiences, our perspectives, what we bring to the, to the table. Um, inclusion is the how. It's how do we integrate and how do we show up? How do we understand our impact within our organizations, how we interact with each other? Um, equity was something we added to the Symantec mission recently, and it's really the premise that we all start from a different place, and that each of us needs a separate set of tools, support, and resources to bring our full selves to work. So we really bring in diversity, inclusion, and equity for a full suite of, uh, of the workplace environment that we strive for. We believe that if you give people an identity, you're including them. And we believe that digital identity should match physical identity. You've got a physical self, you were born, you're here, you exist today. Why not have the same thing in the digital world and you completely own that? Um, why, is it, why is it a big problem? Well, 2.4 billion people today, they lack an identity. And that means then that they're excluded from things like remittances, from welfare, from aid, from healthcare, from donations. When you're born, you've got a physical self, you've got your own identity, you've got your own hair color, you've got your eyes, you've got your date of birth, the place that you were born. So we believe that when you're born, you may not have the capability to do this as a young baby, but eventually you can claim your own self-sovereign identity, much like um, you do when you get a birth cert, we can digitize this and that can be your identity on the internet. Um, what it is then, it's basically an ideology to reclaim human dignity and authority in the digital world. And it's an emerging architecture of technology designed to enable that movement. That's a good definition that came from the World Wide Web Consortium. Back to the UN, probably not the quickest moving organization in the world, but at the same time, they come up with some really good ideas. And with self-sovereign identity, the premise really is that you should control your identity in regards to your relationships and the interactions with other people, organizations, and different things around the web. Hi, it's Anna D here. I'm founder and curator of InspireFest. Welcome to Real Humans. This year, we wanted to do something a little unexpected. So we set up a booth backstage at InspireFest. All we had in that booth was a microphone and a series of cards that could be turned over to reveal a question. After they gave their talk and left the main stage, our speakers went into the booth, chose questions at random, and they ended up sharing lots of interesting stories and ideas with us. We wanted to create something that would give you a better idea of the human side of our speakers, rather than just the technology, science and innovations that they talk about on stage. So we really hope you enjoy the results. It was something very new for us and a place that is not afraid to try new things is the Digital Hub, our supporters for the podcast series. The Digital Hub is in the Liberties in the heart of Dublin City in Ireland. It's a collaborative space and it's home to lots of technology and digital media companies. But it's more than just an office. You can visit thedigitalhub.com to find out more. Now let's run this experiment.
All right, so the cards are there with your questions on them. The microphone's running, and I'm going to leave you to it. Tell me who you are and what you do. Uh, again, my name is Susan Cooney. I'm currently the Global Head of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion at Semantic Corporation. Uh, we are a large cybersecurity company. Uh, we also uh, have brands including Norton and LifeLock. And we're really about protecting people's data. Uh, but, but our approach to it is really about safety, uh, awareness, and learning. We're also about innovation. And I knew that with my startup background, my inclusion and diversity background, I could really have impact at such a large global company. So I'm really passionate about what I do. It's important. Uh, and again, I think there's a lot of talent that we have yet to tap into. Ah, what do you wish you'd known when you were starting out? You know, the first thing that comes to mind um, is that I wish I'd known that I didn't have to fit in to be successful. Um, I worked with a lot of early stage startups, uh, growth stage companies early on, uh, early on in my career, uh, and I felt that I really wanted to play by the rules and made sure uh, that I was in and fit in with the, the kind of the majority culture. What I didn't realize is what it was my uniqueness uh, in my approach to things, how I think, uh, which is where my strength is. So my uh, advice is to be courageous, be unique, and bring your full self in when you do start. My next question is, why do you do what you do? Um, you know, I was um, in uh, the startup space for most of my career. I've been a member of nine founding teams. I worked with a lot of smart people. I had a lot of opportunity and growth. Um, and I realized in the startup world, there weren't uh, as many women, people of color, pe others, people uh, who had great ideas, wonderful projects they were on that weren't simply getting access to funding or to startup advisors or simply to opportunity. So uh, that led me into the diversity and inclusion work that I do right now uh, because I think we're leaving a lot of great talent and a lot of great ideas on the sidelines. <laughs> What's the last thing you really geeked out about? Uh, lately, uh, I'm all into uh, AI and uh, uh, linguistics tools. I believe that language and vocabulary matter and any technology that can help us improve how we communicate with, with each other is what I'm all about. So uh, definitely geeked out uh, about linguistics and AI tools around language. What was the last time you failed and how did you respond? Oh wow, that's an interesting one. Um, after my uh, nine startups, I decided that I wanted to go strike out on my own, and I founded a company called Givelocity. Uh, Givelocity uh, was based on the premise that we all like to donate, whether it's our time, money, knowledge, etc., uh, but we do it on an individual basis. It's a very personal decision to donate. Um, Givelocity was based on the premise that if we came together based on our affinities, what we had in common, uh, that we'd have a lot more power in those resources. Uh, I think it was a novel and it was a good approach. Uh, we actually donated over 50,000 US dollars uh, 
uh, but alas, uh, we didn't have a strong enough revenue model in order to sustain the business. So I took it away um, as a great learning exercise. Failure is a part of the journey. Don't shy away from failure. Look at the lessons and continue to improve. <laughs> what are you not good at is my next question. What are you not good at? Um, boy. Uh, sometimes work-life balance is tough for me. I'm so jazzed and passionate about my work. I spend a lot of time in the office and outside really focused on how to grow my craft uh, and to touch as many lives as I can. Who is your personal hero and why? Uh, I think it's always been my father, uh, Joseph Cooney. He's always been my, uh, my hero, uh, partly because on a personal note, uh, I am adopted uh, along with many of my brothers and sisters. And I just feel that he, uh, he came in, he chose me, he saved me, and uh, has just always been an amazing uh, support in my life. Uh, he encouraged me to believe that I could do anything. What do you do when you need to reboot or get inspired? Uh, outdoors. Uh, for me, it's camping, it's sailing, it's being uh, in touch with it, with the earth, uh, I guess I could say, uh, but it's disconnecting. Uh, that actually reboots and inspires me um, and uh, reminds me of why we're all here. All right. Uh, thank you very much. Appreciate your time. Uh, this is Susan Cooney signing off. Um, so I'm Niall, I'm the COO and the co-founder of a company called AidTech. We're based here in Dublin. Um, as I mentioned, we're using blockchain technology and digital identity to enable digital entitlements to be sent to anybody anywhere in the world in a transparent and efficient manner. Um, sounds waffly, so concrete practical example would be something that we did recently in Africa with a Dutch NGO called Firm Access in that we sent medical entitlements like folic acid um, like iron tablets to, uh, to women using a digital identity. We digitized the different entitlements and we were able to prove to the funders who was a, a European government where their money was being spent, what it was being spent on, but ultimately then who was benefiting from the spend. I do what I do because I want to make an impact in the world. I believe that the technology that we are using to do that, which is namely blockchain technology combined with digital identity, can be a way to bring social and financial inclusion to the undocumented and the underserved. Question number three, what do you wish you'd known when you were starting out? Um, whew, good question. Um, really, I think we started with a mission at ATEC, which is still a very, very valid thing. But really, I think we, we, we should have looked at, okay, what is the real, real problem that our customers have and how do we solve for them? Um, it took us maybe a little bit longer to really, really identify the pain points. We might have been a little bit too idealistic at the very start, but I think you have to combine um, a mission for an, an organization with a pain point that that customer is speaking and prove then that you can alleviate both the problem, but stay true to the mission. Okay, question number four. Um, tell me about a time you use data or evidence to make a decision. Okay, this is something that we typically do every single day in what we do. Um, the company that I founded with my co-founder, Joe, we are a data-driven organization. We rely heavily on metrics. Um, and every day then what we do is we look at the 
our, our, we, our KPIs, we see how the company is performing, and we use that then to shape and inform the decisions that we make using a pretty cool dashboard that we've put together over a number of years. Okay, next question. In a parallel universe, what is your career? Um, I would love to have been, if I had the talent, to be a professional athlete. Um, I'd like to be able to train two, three times a day, eat as healthy as possible. Um, and I'd love to be a sprinter. I'd love to be a really, really fast sprinter and lift weights all day, eat really well. Um, but again, I was never that quick, unfortunately. Next question, um, what's the novel, play, poem or song that's had the most impact on you? Ooh, I can't say there's one particular novel, play, poem or song, but I can say that the, I think the artists that I admired the most, they started out not too far from where we are today, um, a little band called U2, um, just around the corner from the Silicon Docks here. And I think when you look back at them, how they started out in the 70s in Ireland, when Ireland was how would I put it, um, a country that wasn't maybe as forward thinking as the rest in Europe. And we um, we still had a lot of uh, societal issues to, to address, but they stuck it out here in Ireland. They basically invented a brand new industry, which was the music recording business. They didn't run, rush off to London or the US. They did that eventually, but they stayed true to Ireland. I think you too, in terms of artistic creation, what they've done over time, um, they've been the people that I, that I really admire and I think they're like a template for what a startup should be. They went through some sticky patches, they persisted, they've got a really strong team, their timing was good and they um, they, they, they gel really well together. So I think you 2 had a massive impact on me and I always look at them, love their music but as a really inspirational force for good. Next question, um, what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Um, I think I heard from both of my parents, pretty simple. Um, always be yourself and always tell the truth. Pretty simple, but probably the best. That was recorded at our fifth birthday of InspireFest in Dublin. We'll be back next year with a new and improved event on May 21st and 22nd. Tickets are still available and we wanted to offer a little discount code to our listeners. So simply go to InspireFest.com, click on buy tickets and enter the promo code HUMANS2020. That's a promo code of HUMANS2020. Thanks to all our speakers who took part in Real Humans and to our ACE team of producers at Bureau. For more about Bureau, you can go to akabureau.com. Thanks for listening.